1: Hey there, welcome to the show. My name is Andy Last, and you are listening to Beyond Synth. This is episode 83. I sound like I have a cold. Do I have a cold? <laughs> it's just, I, I haven't talked out loud today, and so the second I got on the microphone, I'm like, wait a second. Anyways, on the show today is Noah Kaufman. He hosts Synth Waves... On KFAI Radio. And he's got a good show going on there. And uh, we're going to talk to him all about it. And that's coming up in just a little bit. In the meantime, you should probably know that Beyond Synth is brought to you by DownToJam.com, which is, of course, a free website that helps musicians around the world connect based on musical compatibility. All right, if you're a musician looking for a partner to jam with or to fill a spot in your band, you're going to want to check out this site and sign up down to jam.com d-o-w-n-t-o-j-a-m dot com visit the site do it It's good stuff over there man and what else I'm saying what else like I've already run out of stuff to say <laughs> it's like we're a minute in and I'm like, what's going on? Today is another one of those weeks where I'm putting together the show very last minute. I don't know why I'm always so proud of myself when I do this. As if it's like, look, I can make the show the same day it comes out, because normally I'm I'm ahead. but I'm actually so far behind in terms of making the show that every week it's sort of a scramble. Usually early on in the season I've got like weeks and sometimes months worth of interviews already recorded. That I slowly sort of edit and and put together. And now I'm literally recording an interview that I know I'm going to be playing next week. And I just feel so far behind and stressed out. Because I'm also trying to work on uh, my robot show concept. And I've got lots of uh, costumes to build and sets to make and stuff like that. Anyways, let's listen to some music. So how about we listen to some Arcade High. This is a track called Ghost Council.
2: I'll steal a part of you The one that haunts me in my sleep
0: The whispers counsel me in dreams A ghostly interview I'm standing the gallery
2: Inspire makes a masterpiece The moonlight blends up perfectly A
0: morbid symmetry i
1: And that was Ghost Council by Arcade High off the Kingdom album. You should check it out. It's good stuff if you dig that. Uh, You should go back in time a little bit and listen to my interview with Arcade High. The second time they showed up because it's two guys now. And uh, that was a good show and we talk all about this album and stuff like that. Let's uh, go to the Patreon. How about that? Do you guys know what Patreon is, by the way? Patreon is a way that lovely people like yourself who listen to this show can support Beyond Synth with a monthly donation. You can donate as little as a dollar a month up to whatever your heart desires. It's a good way to help out the show. We got some goals to reach and stuff like that. And this is the part of the show where I thank my lovely Pattersons, which is what I call my Patreon supporters. So let's go to the Patreon! so this is the patreon and here are my lovely pattersons this week of course i'd like to thank power 85 and brendan kellum lucas ceballos rivonia lunar baboon knox Bello, terence thompson nathan winter russ Nyes. data suck siech the fear merchant simon norberg is that new Or was that new last week? (laughs) This happens to me every time. Now I don't even remember which one the new ones are. Uh, Simon Norberg, thank you for your donation to Beyond Synth. And Kanaz. Kanaz is new, right? Sure. Thanks, Kanaz. Kanaz is a new donor. Kanaz. Kanaz. K-E-N-A-Z. Argen 1981. That's new too. We got lots of new donors today. That's great. Thank you guys. Uh, it's I appreciate it. <laughs> See, I don't even <laughs> I don't even know how to act when people actually donate to the show. Uh, of course there's Zikarax and Tomas Bubenseek. <laughs> I don't think that's how it's pronounced. Buben, Buben. Bube And I90RR. I think that's someone who actually changed their name, but I can't see what the original one was, so we're just going to go with I90RR. And then there's Python Blue, Eric Valerio. All wonderful people. Now let's go to my $5 Pattersons. These are the lovely people that donate $5 a month. Five, five, five. There's Kai and Saloya, X Riz Music who actually donates five fifty five? the ultimate five. Then there's Joe and Lando, Florence Bullock, Roman, Philip Hugh Devious Raven, Bobby B, John Eternal, Will Lowe, Dougie Fresh, Lame Robot, Mitchell Carswell, Mono Memory, Oh, that's new. Thanks, Mono Memory. Uh, you're a cool guy. Have I played Mono Memory tracks on the show before? I can't remember if I have. I feel like you've sent me music, right? I should look into that. Thanks, Mono Memory, for your lovely $5 donation. And of course, there's Girls with Tails with a lovely donation of 567 567 and Hellroy 666. The Mark of the Beast. Or the donation of the beast. I don't know. (laughs) Anyway. And, of course, my lovely $10 Pattersons. These guys travel the globe searching for gold coins to give to Beyond Synth. There's Jake Last, Trevor Resnick, Colin Bennett... And new $10 donor, Jacob Wick. Jacob Wick is a cool guy. And of course, you know, when you donate $10 to the show, after a few months, I'll make you a lovely little personalized video thank you, which I've already done for Jake and Trevor. Yeah, that's something I like to do, to thank my lovely $10 Pattersons, and of course, the king of the Pattersons, Scotty Golden. All right, guys. Thank you very much for donating to Beyond Synth. It means a lot to me, Let's listen to some music. This is Dan Turner with the track Outrun the Murder. That was Outrun the Murder by Den... And that's a cool track. That's like my catchphrase here. That's a cool track. Maybe someone can like go through all the old episodes and take every time I say that's a cool track and line it together and it'll last for about 10 hours. And remember guys, if you want to hear your songs on the show, just uh, contact me. You can reach me at Andy Last on Twitter. That's the official Twitter account for Beyond Synth. You can also reach out to facebook.com slash beyond.synth.podcast or soundcloud.com slash beyond hyphen synth and those are all places where if you want to send me links or private message you can do it and uh, send me links to your music and I'll check it out and if I dig it I'll play it on the show it's as simple as that you know uh, Beyond Synth is on every Thursday at 8pm Eastern on Power85 that's power85.com there is a chat going so uh, when the episode plays uh, there's people in the chat room and we just chat about uh, what's going on synth wave and stuff, and it's a lot of fun. Unfortunately, I think I'm going to miss this one, because I'll be on the road. In my life, a lot of times, Thursday night happens to be a travel day when we visit family and stuff, and so there's been a... A few episodes now this season where I've had to miss for travel. Oftentimes weeks in a row, uh, and I sort of feel bad. And I'll I'll get back, like you know, I'll go visit some relatives, and like right as I get to their house, I'll like turn on the laptop and try and uh, log into uh, Power 85 just to see uh, if I can catch the last few minutes. And uh, usually I can, but uh, sometimes I can't. This is a stupid story. I don't. <laughs> Sorry guys, I'm gonna put that on the list of things Andy is not good at ad-libbing. Got a little piece of paper out here. <clears throat> Things Andy is not good at ad-libbing. Stories. Alright, it's on the list. So, don't expect any more stories from me. Anyway, we've really got to get the show moving today, uh, because I've got to edit it. So it might be a little bit shorter, just because I have to, uh... (laughs) I'm, like, minutes away from having to send this to Power 85, so I should, uh finish the edit here so uh listen guys we're gonna listen to another track and then we are gonna go to my conversation with noah kaufman from synth waves kfai so uh here's a cool track this is damocles off that hear the living dead album i was playing some tracks from last week this is be kind to me when i turn featuring john of the shred And that was Be Kind to Me When I Turn, featuring John of the Shred by Damocles. Damocles is cool, played some tracks of his uh, on the show before, and that's another one. So, I don't know. (laughs) If you're keeping score... (laughs) Anyways guys, uh, thank you for tuning in to Beyond Synth, I appreciate it, I like when you listen to the show, it makes me happy, and feel free when you're on SoundCloud to, you know, like the show and comment on it, Uh, I like reading people's comments, Uh, it proves that they listened, because there will be a quiz at the end of the season, and uh, that's all I know, alright? So uh, you guys have a lovely day, I don't know why I'm acting like it's the end of the show, because it's practically the beginning, because now here is my interview with Noah Kaufman from synth waves k-f-a-i so i am here with noah kaufman from synth waves is that correct yes
3: yes that is correct now are you a kaufman or a kaufman that's a good question i guess um i'm a kaufman very americanized uh, and Minnesotan for that matter So, I mean, uh, yes As phonetically um, American as possible, I guess <laughs> 90.3 Yeah
1: 106.7 FM
3: Minneapolis, St. Paul Yes, indeed The best <laughs> radio station in the Twin Cities, man So what does all this mean? Because my geography is bad
1: So when it says Minneapolis slash St. Paul What does that mean?
3: That's a really good question, actually St. Paul is the capital city of Minnesota, but it has a sister city that's divided by the Mississippi River, and that's Minneapolis. So they're generally referred to as the Twin Cities, Mm. and they're both two very large metro areas with really distinctly different feels to them. Like uh, Minneapolis is much more modern feeling. St. Paul is very much more of a historic city. Some of the streets have like paver streets and stuff like that and tons of old historic buildings that they renovate for like condos and stuff like they do in every city nowadays, but they really can't do too much to them outside of gutting the interior a little bit because so much of that stuff is considered historic over in St. Paul. But basically, for your show's sake, Minneapolis, you know, Prince.
1: (laughs) Dumb it down for my show. That's
3: (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) History. Fuck that shit. But Husker Du and Bob Mould and uh, Jimmy Jam and Terry Lewis. I mean, Minneapolis has an epic uh, musical history. I mean, it's just unbelievable. And the nightclub that Prince started First Avenue still stands in downtown Minneapolis and hosts all kinds of shows, big and small. It's a pretty happening town, man.
1: So I should uh, introduce you here. You host a
3: show on the radio. That's correct. Called Synth Waves. When did that start? It started, I believe it was late 2012, I want to say, late or maybe early, maybe mid-2013. It started as a podcast or webcast for the radio station. It was really a new thing. Like the radio station was trying to come up to speed and catch up with everybody else doing podcasting. So they wanted to do some like web only stuff. And they kind of figured that that was kind of be like their farm team. And anything that was successful or seemed like a good um, idea on the web, they then, when they had openings, would offer those openings or at least allow those web programs to apply for live on-air openings. And last September, I applied and got it. So basically, it's been one year now when I've actually been on-air every week. Hold on. My my neighbors,
1: uh, Just, in case, I'm not going to stop because uh, we're going to okay. just record this show. I should just let the audience know that as i'm recording this my neighbors have decided to start renovating so if you hear a drill in the background or the sound of cement blocks falling that's because
3: that's what's going on can you put a speaker towards them and start getting some sound effects of cement blocks falling and a pile driver (laughs) and bulldozer smashing stuff
1: i could try i mean I, i i've got a pretty healthy sound effects library myself and I don't know how well a speaker is going to record their sounds, <laughs> but... So, when you started doing this then, you were already working at the radio station?
3: Yeah, yeah. I, I've been there since, like like I said, about 2012, and I was doing a web show, and started subbing on several different shows there, and it was all late night stuff, like Friday morning, like 2 a.m., 2 to 6 a.m., which is a four-hour time slot, right in the middle of Friday morning, and it's like... You can only pray someone wakes up. Like our KFA has, has set to their alarm, and they have to work the night shift or something. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's like the heat of the night. I mean, no one is up. But you gotta, gotta. You know, you gotta show that you want to dedicate to the station, and so that's what I did. And I, I worked on a show called Across the Board. The guy who hosts that show, DJ SLT, is he is just an awesome dude. Major David Bowie fan, and DJ's had a few nightclubs around town. So whenever he would kind of need a night off or he'd get a gig. He'd be like, hey, do you want to take over the show? And it started to become a very regular thing, probably at least once a month where I would go and he'd say, just play whatever you want. So then I'd bring this playlist of, you know, Sunglasses Kid and Droid Bishop and Phaserland and, you know, all these kind of retro 80s artists. And I'd fill in that four hours then with my own playlist. Well, that's cool. Yeah. So you work at the station, mm-hmm. is that what you wanted to do?
1: Like you were heading for radio, like that was your trajectory? Or?
3: Actually, not at all. And that's a, that's actually a really, really great question. Fucking right it is. <laughs> it's like unbelievable. <laughs> um, because I actually was going to go to law school and um, I was all signed up and I had a great scholarship. I worked at a place of employment that was uh, heavily unionized. And uh, I wanted to go into like company union arbitration. I wanted to be like an arbitrator. Go in, get things you know, hashed out, move forward. And that was back in like 2010, 11. And the economy was just not a good spot to invest that type of money to go to school. And I heard a lot of horror stories. So I was really kind of lost uh, as far as my direction. Do you think that if you became a lawyer then you would have pronounced it Kaufman? Probably. I probably would have put a couple of those dots above the U. You know what I mean? <laughs> you know how it is. As you get older, you you find yourself awake at night, just kind of wondering, like, why the hell am I awake right now? Mm. And I think it was one of those nights back in, like, 2010, 2009, that I stumbled across 80s Stallone or Miami Nights or, or Power Glove on MySpace. And I was like, what the what is this? Is this for real right now? You you can swear. I I gotta get used to that, actually, you know. (laughs) I'll take it slow. It's my first time, okay? (laughs) Actually,
1: here, how about this? Let's listen to a track, and then we're gonna go further into this history tale, man, because this is good stuff. All right. sounds great. So here's a cool track. This is Euless with the song, I... And that was I, by Ulus. And that's I, like me, myself, and I. The letter I, by Eulis. And we are back with Noah Kaufman, the host of Synth Waves on KFAI. Minneapolis, St. Paul. And you were just telling me about... When you first discovered the synth wave late at night, you were going to be a lawyer, and then you weren't, and then you heard Power Glove, and it changed your life.
3: Yeah, pretty much. I mean, I would say I can't pinpoint it to one track. It could have been Future Cop or Power Glove. One of one of the kind of older names on the scene, Grum or something like that. And I just was like, wow. So then I got you know heavily, heavily into that. You know, over the course of the next year or so. And one night I was just up late, like I always am, and I started thinking, how could I possibly get this on air in Minneapolis. And so I look up radio stations in Minneapolis, and I was familiar with KFAI. In fact, there was I used to work the night shift at one of the big newspapers in town, and every time I would leave, sometimes I'd either be leaving or just coming to work at midnight, and they had a fantastic, fantastic kind of like experimental electronic show on in the early 2000s on KFAI, and I would always be happy, like, oh yeah, that show's on, and I'd tune in. So I was there, I look up KFAI, and sure enough, one thing that's really amazing about KFAI is that they have this form you can fill out. It's called, it's for the WAVE project. They'll let you come into the radio station on a Sunday morning and host a radio show. Oh, that sounds awesome. It is, man. If you have any listeners in Minneapolis or in Minnesota, around that area, you should see the pitches that people have. I've seen them. It's like, they're fantastic. I mean, of course, I pitched a modern-day 80s music radio show like music that sounds like it was made in the 80s but it's actually made modern day and of course it got approved about eight months later after i submitted the application so it took a while <laughs> but it's like bigfoot conspiracy theories nine eleven conspiracy theories oh, of course uh, that's... Uh, half, half of them are conspiracy theories <laughs> you know my favorite yeah. thing is i just
1: have to sorry to
3: interrupt yeah no
1: there's nothing more fascinating to me than the mindset of conspiracy theory stuff when all i ever read and you see it fucking Facebook. I block so many people. Facebook is full of people mm-hmm. who constantly say their opinion, yep. simultaneously say they don't have a voice. Man, mainstream media, no one no one pays attention to these things. And yet that's all I see constantly, especially like with conspiracy theorists where they talk about how the mainstream media doesn't... Uh, you know that, man they they won't say this on the mainstream media and like every time I sign out of Hotmail like right on the splash page is always like the top 10 craziest conspiracy theories and the top. Right. Like it's, I'm inundated. I can look at kitten videos on YouTube. <laughs> And the fucking side, you know where it tells you like other things you might enjoy? They're literally always throwing conspiracy theory videos at me that I didn't even ask for. Anything. I could be watching anything, and it's always like, oh, what happened to Building 7? I'm just like, why? I feel like I'm literally inundated with this stuff, but yet everyone keeps on acting like no one's talking about it. And I'm like, I'm pretty sure... Everyone is talking about this stuff all the time, right? Constantly. I, you know what I don't see is actual news. That's the only thing that doesn't come through my news feed. It's all fucking nonsense theories like that's all it is
3: (laughs) right right and you know that's one thing that's amazing about KFAI is that it's so like grassroots level they pull so many community leaders in there and they um, politicians and there's a lot of also rules and regulations that govern our radio station that's different than like a commercial radio station so like if we are going to have a a Republican candidate in we by law we have to give at least call like a Democrat and ask them or independent whoever else is running and ask them if they would want to come in. So, I mean, KFAI is an um, amazing news source.
1: So what happens, though, if you've got a someone who wants to do a show about ghosts, then do you have to, like, call a ghost? A non-believer in? Yeah.
3: <laughs> uh, yeah. But, and you know, you know, back to the thing about conspiracy theories, it's like, I'm okay with some, like, some conspiracy theories are just, like, over the top, blown out, and also politically motivated, I believe. But then there's the ones like Bigfoot, Loch Ness Monster, which I'm actually a proponent of, personally. Well, they're they're very entertaining. Exactly. I grew up on Unsolved Mysteries, so.
1: Yes, well, Unsolved Mysteries, yeah, like, it's, to me, there's less harm in that. I mean, it's weird, because I, I just feel like people my age, I mean, I'm, well, mid-30s now, and younger, I feel really do, we've grown up with the internet age, where all of these sort of, you know, the conspiracies and all that stuff are, like, part of the culture now. Right. And I almost feel like it's not even a question of whether people believe, I think they're just, like, ingrained in us. Right. To the point now where it's sort of like, yeah, the government do that. And you just and I think people largely believe like young people are just kind of like maybe they don't fully believe it but they're like oh, I wouldn't put it past them like that's no, like absolutely. that's yeah. the attitude whereas you know there was like an older generation of old people right who if you said those same things they would they would blindly say, no, the government doesn't do anything wrong. Right. And then now we're on the flip side of that where all young people just go
3: like, yeah, they probably do all the time. Like, you know. What's interesting is that um, two things to that. A, sometimes people don't even know where these conspiracy theories come from, you know, they, and then they all of a sudden they start circulating. So there's really no origin of a lot of these theories. No. And secondly, one thing that's really interesting is that when I worked at the newspaper and I worked there from 99 to 2008, the end of 2008, is that in about 2005, the newspaper itself. The physical newspaper went through a complete reformatting. And this is the largest newspaper in, in Minnesota. It's like 600,000. It used to be 600,000 Sunday papers. Went through a complete reformatting to get the attention of the younger reader, where instead of having long articles, they literally were going to have like a headline and like two sentences because attention span, <laughs> because that's, and I think that's where some of these theories come from is because it's like they, they did a, a research and the attention span is like you got like 20 seconds to get that, to get them. And that's that's it 20 seconds yeah. and then they're gone you know so i mean it's like half truths, and who knows where they came from so yeah but yeah no it's fucking
1: yeah that's hilarious <laughs> mm-hmm. hey let's listen to another song and then we'll talk about working at a newspaper that sounds interesting
3: is it interesting it, hey oh my god it'll blow your mind <laughs> all
1: right here's a track this is a nice mellow track from emoticon with winter nights You just heard Winter Nights by Emoticon, and I'm back with Noah Kaufman, the host of SynthWaves on KFAI. That's a tricky one to say. Whenever I try and say KFAI quickly, it's sort of, I fumble a bit. Is that something you have a problem with, or are you used to it now?
3: Uh, I'm used to it now, but uh, yeah, it took some getting used to. I'm putting four letters together is difficult for me at times, but I'm, I'm working on it. I'm working on it.
1: So talk to me about uh, working at a newspaper, man. You used to work at a newspaper.
3: Yeah, I mean, uh, basically, I I have to say, working there, I, I used to work the night shift there. I worked in printing operations. I worked with robots. We used to load the presses with these robots. It was pretty cool. There was a lot of political dynamics that I had to get used to. Heavily, heavily unionized workforce. I couldn't pick a piece of paper up off the ground without having some other department yell at me and tell me that it wasn't my job to pick up that piece of paper. So that was interesting. Um, like, job security, man. What are you doing? Still in my job. It was interesting. And I worked with a total bunch of old school dudes. And I have to say that between like 2000, like the classic rock radio stations were like soundtracking my evenings. I was listening to like the cars and old U2 and all types of that stuff, you know, and, and um, Rick Springfield. So it was like totally like the 80s taking me through the night, spitting out the rolls of paper so the presses could feed it. But uh, it, it was an Eye-opening experience working there. Nearly every shift, I would almost read the paper from front to back. So, kind of became socially and politically aware. Opened my eyes a lot, I guess, to the world. And the concept of like mass communication was the robot part of any union? <laughs> uh, yeah, because I was on break. Uh, no, he didn't complain then. No, they actually did a major robotic upgrade to the Star Tribune while I was there. Uh, the older ones—I mean, it's pretty amazing. They they use GPS and they carry these nearly three thousand pound rolls of paper. Uh, in fact, a lot of our paper came from Canada. Did the old robot look like the
1: robot from like Lost in Space or something? And then they?
3: Um, no, it, it was very boring looking. It looked like a something very small wheels and a lift on it but it would move around what it looked like was on its own it was running through a computer program and gps to calculate its coordinates but it means nonetheless it was pretty cool it was pretty cool to the untrained eye it was much cooler but it was it was pretty cool (laughs) you you are not allowed to swear on your radio show are you we're not because there's something called safe harbor And it is, I think it's between 11 p.m. and 6 a.m. And what that means is that the FCC, they loosen up their regulations on things like profanity and stuff like that. Right. So if I, a few, you know, swear words slip out, I don't think it's that big of a deal. It's all about context. It's all about context. And so, like, any, like, sexually driven context, swear words or, or, um, innuendos is, like, the most harsh stuff they'll come down on. Right. Uh, There's a question of whether it's not being used in an artistic sense. But really the only thing is if someone was listening and was like, oh, this guy's swearing and and we were reported to the FCC, it's not like they're constantly monitoring our channel. Right. Because, I mean, you know, that'd be like a conspiracy theory. I mean, they're just not listening to every... And they're certainly not listening to a small community radio station in Minneapolis, you know. <laughs> or maybe they are. Maybe they are because they have a lot of people on there with strong opinions. So
1: I remember I got a little stressed because you had me on your show at one point And I got all worried because I swear, like, a lot. Yeah. This is just me. I, I swear in my real life as well. And I'm really trying to cut it down. But, in fact, in recent years, it's gotten a bit worse because <laughs> since I used to swear so much... Right. ...that the F word... Doesn't uh, fulfill all my needs anymore because it's it's not quite harsh enough. So I mean, like if I stub my toe or hurt myself, I I go directly to the c word now because that's where I've like that's the only thing that gives me satisfaction. <laughs> it's, it's
3: more of a stab at whatever you're stabbing at.
1: Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and so so I always I always get all worried. And so I remember when I <laughs> when you had me on and I was sitting there, I was trying to talk very measured sentences because. Right. Of, had to make sure i'm just like all right don't say fuck don't say fuck okay here we go here we go fuck oh shit you know sure. because,
3: i think you turned one of uh, a swear word into another word uh, mid-air oh. but, uh, <laughs> no I, there may have been one that slipped out when you're on air but i don't remember
1: yeah i mean it seems like something i'd do yeah exactly but uh you know you know
3: how it yeah. is oh yeah i've had i've had a few people and they're always like oh my god i can't believe i did that it's like Dude, not not the end of the world, not the end of the world. Not a big deal at all. You know?
1: <laughs> well listen, dude, let's listen to another track. Sounds good. Alright, man. This is a song that got stuck in my head because of the bass line, which is gonna get you moving. Here comes Synthwave Goose and the song Bass Boss Buzz. Back to Beyond Synth, that was Synthwave Goose and the song Bass Boss Buzz. That might be a working title, but I don't care. That bass line is uh, is great. And uh, I'm back with Noah Kaufman, the host of KFAI's Synth Waves, Minneapolis, St. Paul, 90.3 slash 106.7. Wait. How does that work because it's that's two different uh, numbers
3: so uh it depends on where you are but the signal if you're out east 106.7 is going to be a stronger signal for you uh, we have two different transmitters we have one on top of the ids and one in saint paul what's the ids good question that's the tallest uh, building in minneapolis i ask a lot of fucking good questions that's what i've learned <laughs> yes, today you do. yes you do so yeah so and uh, the one on the ids is more for the south The one in St. Paul transmits more to the East. Actually, I believe the one in St. Paul is a relay. Transmits off of the IDS and it relays off the one in St. Paul. So depending on where you are, we have two radio signals that you can pick up our station from. And of course, you can always stream it at kfai.org. And you can tune in right now and you're going to hear something that's definitely not synth waves. (laughs) You can tune in an hour and you're going to hear something that wasn't the show you're listening to now. But what I will say is that that station is filled with so many people who are just kind of passionate about the music they play and they dig really deep for the music that's played on there. It's not just like someone loading in up. This is what the record label sent over. So it's, it's good. And a lot of nice people down there who believe in it and, and want to keep that type of, because I'll tell you, man, KFAI really is a radio station where I can, I can go on there and play anything I want. I mean, anything.
1: What about, what about just like four minutes of somebody just saying fuck over and over again?
3: I mean, it'd have to be Bleeped out, but yeah. <laughs> I've played a full episode of Tales from the Crypt on air.
1: Nice. <laughs> yeah.
3: I mean, when, when you got to kill four hours of radio in the middle of the night on yeah. a Friday morning, you know,
1: and the stomach bug hits you. When you first started working there, and then you were saying you were like engineering on different shows.
3: Yeah, yep. So across the board on Thursday nights. And that was nice because a lot of the guests, even though it was late night, 2 to 6 a.m., a lot of the guests over in Europe that would work for them to come on as guests on my show. Right. So they'd be like, "Yeah, oh yeah, sure, I'll do that," you know. Another show I hosted was Tuesday at midnight, midnight to 2. So Tuesday going into Wednesday, so I'd go down to the station, start at midnight, end at two. And that was another show called Modern Kicks. I, I guest hosted on another show as well. I don't even want to say the name because I kind of had a falling out with the with the host. So mm. I don't want to give him any uh, accreditation or drama. Yeah, a little bit, a little bit of drama. Something this caught me, just blindsided me too. I'm like, what? It was something as simple as like I wrote a description saying that I was subbing in on his show and put a picture of my logo on there just for that particular show Mm -hmm. and something like, oh, what are you doing promoting your stuff? I'm like, dude... Just don't call me again if you need a night off. Just do me a favor. Don't call me again. I thought it was going to be like
1: some crazy drama where like you subbed in and the guy showed up and you did a better job and he's like, thought
3: you were going to steal his job. Oh, yeah. Well, I will say that the guy before me said, oh, man, are you the new guy on after me? And I said, no. And he said, too bad. I wish you were. So, <laughs> But, you know, every every workplace has their, you know, issues and whatnot. But KFAI in the end is a bunch of independently moving parts that somehow represent KFAI as a whole. You know, and everybody's kind of doing their own thing down there. And, yeah, having fun. So when you come in to do Synth Waves. Yes. Is there like some old guy like finishing up his show? And yeah. You- yes, Jerry. Jerry Stearns. And I've, <laughs> I've received comments about that. Some have been kind of harsh on the Synth Waves Facebook page even. I'm like, ugh. Buddy, you know, but I will say Jerry's been doing that show for like 20 years, like 20 years of community radio.
1: Wait, 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 wait. What do you mean? Harsh. Like people are making fun of the old guy. Yeah. Yeah. As one guy's like,
3: get this old guy off there. Oh. Give him a, <laughs> give him a, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
1: That was just like a random comment i thought i'd make because i just pictured that was the idea like when i imagine like a radio station there is just some old guy finishing up a show like right so the young guy can
3: do his 2 a.m show or whatever and pretty much like when i go down on sunday's jerry who does sound effects a radio playground and he does audio theater okay and that's basically what his show is and it's very it's really really good he does tons of stuff and here's the thing i'll say about every host at uh, kfi the knowledge of the content is unbelievable so he plays that and and then uh, Jerry, um, who does an amazing job on sound effects, he gets off air, and then I come on, and and literally it's down to that second hand hitting the twelve, and the minute hand clicking over to ten thirty, and boom, then I come on right there. Like and I'm queuing up all my stuff, and then I start hitting buttons on mine, and there it is. So we we do that transition, and then at and then at midnight, the show behind me. It's called Fused Funk. Katie, Bob, and the Spider J. Hamilton. And he does the third Sunday of every month. And I'm telling you, if you like New Jack Swing music at all, are you a fan of New Jack Swing at all? <laughs> <laughs> okay, like... It's, it's just si- an awesome question to ask somebody. In its simplest to form, like Bobby Brown, or like Al B. Shore, or Chucky Booker, or... Tons of like just really cool old 80s and 90s funk. And he comes on and he actually brings, he hand writes out like a 100 songs, hand written out on a piece of paper. He comes in with a ha- stack of like 75 records. I mean, he's just getting set up behind me. He's got like records set up. And then his intro is unbelievable. It's unrivaled. He does like a five minute old school, real authentic DJ intro. It's all like rhyming and it's poetic and <laughs> it's so good, man. And just classic radio. You know what I mean? If you can imagine listening to the radio in the 80s where people had so much in early 90s or throughout the 90s where people just feel like there was a lot of character coming off the radio, you know? This guy really embodies that and he's he's, he's been awesome to get to know down there.
1: Well, speaking of awesome, let's listen to an awesome track. That's my segue to music. <laughs> and this is Mr. Creep and the tune Dark Road. That was Dark Road by Mr. Creep. And I'm back here chit chatting with Noah Kaufman, host of Synth Waves on KFAI. Have you heard that new Droid Bishop album yet? Uh, Yeah. He was here in Toronto. Uh huh. And so we did like a video interview thing that I posted up and. I've actually had the whole album on that episode for, like, the past, like, two or three weeks before he released it. Oh, really? I'm surprised he let me do that, because we listened to the whole thing and talked about
3: it. Right. Yeah, it's good. Very cool. I haven't I haven't dug into it yet. I've just started to listen to a little bit before we got on, so I can't wait to dig through that album. And-
1: yeah, no, it's good, because I want to do another music video for him, so, like, I've been listening to, over to some of those tracks and... Uh, Thinking about which one I want to... Feeling which one catches you. But uh, I think I know. I think I know, man. (laughs) Cool. But enough about that, man. Let's talk more about your show. So uh, what kind of prep do you do? Because it's it's on like once a week, right?
3: Yep. Every Sunday night, 10.30 to midnight. And uh, I spend a ton of time putting the playlist together. I'm on for an hour and a half, but probably have... Two to three, probably closer to three hours of music set aside each week for the show. Maybe one or two shows repeats one song from the previous show. Mm -hmm. So three hours of new music just about each week, and then I narrow it down to like an hour that actually gets played on air. So it's a really thorough and intense vetting process i guess you could say
1: when i changed format so like when i first started doing beyond synth and it was purely just an interview show i would play two minute samples of the tracks we talked about but i wouldn't actually even play whole songs because i really just saw it as an interview right and then when i did the switch up to make it more kind of radio-y sounding i've tried to do that as well like make it a point that i don't repeat songs but i do occasionally because like there's some songs i really like but it's hard, because, <laughs> like, I, I have a hard time remembering what I did play. Right. I remember I was talking to, like, Rick Shithouse about his playlist or whatever and how the hell he organizes it, and I should adopt some of those techniques, like, just put a star on my fucking iTunes to remind me that that song played in an episode. Right, Because I'm, right. I'm doing it by memory now, and I know that I've got a good maybe five or six episodes left before my memory just erases what songs I've played before.
3: And then you just start all over, and where you, you're you actually rediscovering the music that you yeah. played, that you started out with, you <laughs> It on your show.
1: Well, it's tricky, too, because you want to find stuff that has uh, some sort of individuality or character to it. And so, like with Synthwave, there's a lot of stuff that I think is really good, right. but it also sounds very you know, samey or has that, that sort of sound where I can't really distinguish who the artist is. It doesn't mean it's a bad song, right. but definitely that's a trick, too,
3: You know, when I'm listening to lots of people's stuff. Yeah, no, I, I, I agree with you 100%, and I think that when people do submit things to me, I don't necessarily take something that doesn't get played. Played as a bad song But more so as like This is just a point In there As a musician for them And they had just haven't reached Some of their best stuff yet mm-hmm. You know Like When people send stuff I always try to give Say And I always try, listen to it too And But I And I always try to give Feedback that is going to hopefully encourage people to keep going because I've had people give me stuff and it hasn't been great and then they've come back, you know, like a year later and it's just like, do. and then I'm asking them if I can play it on air. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. There is a lot to dig out there. And there's also a, a lot of the music, I mean, it, people listen to it and they don't really know what they're listening to. So there's shows like Beyond Synth and Synth Waves and Synthetic Sunday and Project Friday that kind of contextualize the music a little bit. That's what I try to do. Mm -hmm. I'll play like some Pengus or Phaserland or Matt Quidd alongside like some Jeff Lorber. And or Michael Cimbello, just stuff that people can be like, wow, that really does sound like an aspect of the 80s. That's not so electronic, but a little more jazz influenced Mm -hmm. with some really good music writing. And people can be like, that's some great. That's some great music, you know. So, yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And that's a good idea. I don't I don't do much contextualizing other than the fact that I guess since I do long interview format. Right. So, I mean, you get a lot of info that way, but the tunes. But I play strictly like one of my policies is I only play music that I have permission to play. Mm hmm. Which I don't know why I inflicted that stupid policy on myself, because I...
3: Right. <laughs> it's no, like, it's good. It's good. you don't, I mean, you don't want anybody coming to you saying, hey, why'd you play it, you know?
1: You know, like, there's some big artists who I've just never gotten around to asking, you know, like, in the sense right. we've seen,
3: like, it's just... Well, for example, like, Mitch Murder. I mean, have you played his stuff?
1: Just the other day, this is a, <laughs> as, as, a, as a weird coincidence, because I chat uh-huh. with him on Facebook, mm-hmm. and I just realized, like, we were chatting, and I'm just like, you know, I've never actually asked if I can play your music, <laughs> and so he's just like, yeah, go for it, but like... Yeah, that was the first time. Like, cause we we I never usually I, like I'll, I'll email bands out of the blue, and then there's some people who I chat with, right? And I forget to ask because then it becomes weird. It's like you know when you uh, you work with somebody and you never ask their name, and then like there's a point right. where too much time had passed for you to not know that person's name anymore, right? Right? And then it becomes awkward. You can't ask because you assume you should know their name by now. They're your coworker, and so you have to find tricks. And I feel the same way. It's like if I if I'm in a big long conversation with somebody. And then it's like literally like a year later, like we never actually talk about you as an artist. Can I fucking play the music? Yeah.
3: Right, right. In fact, when I did my very first, as I had mentioned, I, I contacted KFA about doing this community outreach program called the Wave Project with this idea of bringing these retro 80s Um, music to the airwaves. And when I did the show, it was um, November of 2012. And no, December of 2012, I contacted everybody, Mitch Murder, Miami Nights, everybody at Patrick Baker, Photosynthesis, all these people that I was going to play on the show. I contacted all of them and I got permission from every single one of them. The only one I didn't get permission from was Miami Nights. And I played it. I had sent him a message and I played it. And after the show, I looked at my Facebook and there's a message from Miami Knights there. And I'm like, shit, I please, t- t-. you know what I mean? <laughs> what does this say? You know, like, uh, he's going to be like, no, don't play that on air. And uh, say, and say, he's like, yeah, man, thanks a lot for playing that on air. Anytime, man, anytime. And uh, I was like, whew. And it was really nice because um, they thanked KFAI on the Rosso course of page in, two- in 2012. Mm-hmm. Back in 2012, they thanked KFAI for uh, their support, which is really cool, you know, which is like, you got this up and coming 80s music scene, like 80s revival music scene, and there's. KFAI kind of being there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So the thing about it is like if I play musicians, established like label signed musicians who are through like Scotty Bros or, or Warner Brothers or, or whatever it may be, Virgin, you know, we have to make that playlist out and we pay royalties to have the permission to play from these labels, right? Uh, as far as independent artists go, if anybody hears there's something on my show and doesn't want me to play it, they can send me a message, and I just won't play it. Yeah, you know I mean, I'll, I'm gonna play whatever I find. No one has ever reached out to me.
1: Yeah, I don't see why they would. Right. It's one of those things where it's like it's a good policy. When I started, I'm just like, okay, I'm just gonna play music. That, you know, when I get people's permission, I know. That no one's probably going to complain if I play their tracks because I only play stuff I like. So it's in like a positive context. Right. And people are usually like, oh, yeah, thanks for playing it on the show or whatever. But I don't know. I just, I just, there's something, there's like a. OCD part of my brain or something It's It's definitely a respect thing, I totally get that Well, I mean, I certainly don't respect any of these artists I want to make that clear Exactly Speaking of which, let's listen to a song (laughs) By one of these artists Uh, This is a track by Dallas Campbell He just sent me his new EP Which is perfect for sitting in a desert Doing peyote This is Grandes Lanuras By Dallas Campbell that was Dallas Campbell with the track Grandes Lanuras from the Chihuahuan EP. And I feel stoned just listening to that. I think I'm pronouncing all that stuff correctly. I think it means the Great Plains in another language. And I'm back with Noah Kaufman from uh, KFAI, Synth Waves, who hosts a cool Synth Wave show that's actually on the radio. You've had some big guests on your show. Yeah. I mean, I don't like to give too much away of what I... <laughs> When I go soliciting interviews from people, but right. there have been a few times, and I don't—I've never actually gone after like the guests that you've had, mm-hmm. but I've gone after like kind of names of people who I really wanted to talk to, say like in the video game industry and other and other right. places. Right, and um, it's happened to me twice where I've gotten a person where I was super excited that they said yes that they would do the show, yeah, and I was like, oh, they actually said yes, it's crazy, and I would have a back and forth with them, right, and then there would just be this weird stopping point, right, and I know. It's because at that point they listen to the show, <laughs> because it is a very silly show and offensive.
3: And yeah, like- but well, maybe I wouldn't assume that. Man, you have a great show. I I would not assume that because I've had people that I've gone back and forth with and sometimes they just fall off the grid and other times they come back and they're like, dude, like, I just got a message from someone and honestly here's where I'm at. I literally have like 50 tentacles out there right now going in every direction. Mm -hmm. So if one person isn't getting back to me, I'm already shooting three or four more tentacles out other places. You know what I mean? So I, I, I I just got feelers out there at all times and I'm really disconnecting from any type of personal or like you said, they, you feel like they listen to the show or something. It's like, you know, I doubt it, man. You've got a lot of, I think that the credibility of your listeners and the responses that you get show that, man, you have a good show and, and there's interest of it.
1: I think the issue, I mean, I can't tell, but um, because that's what I thought, like, with what you're saying makes sense. And to me, like, I do send out messages to people every once in a while, but I don't do a lot at the same time. Yeah. So basically it's like when I realize that I have no more interviews to edit. Right. And then I go like oh shit I've got to scramble and fucking record some interviews. Right. And so then I will maybe send out like five messages but mostly to like, you know, synthwave artists. You see what with you're doing when you talk about setting the context on your show where you actually say like here are some 80s songs and here are some new artists doing stuff that, you know, if you hear these things together maybe it's going to like connect the synapses in your brain or whatever and say, oh, I get it.
3: Right, right. And
1: for me, I know that, you know, synthwave there's the video game component of synthwave. Right. Yeah. I always sit there and I think if there's people People out there who listen to chiptune, who listen to, you know, video game music, who love video game scores growing up or scores now, that they don't know maybe the synth wave is there, but if they heard it, they'd be like, Oh, this makes sense to me. I totally get this. Right. I've always wanted to sort of pull from that zone going like I'm going to I want to go after like video game composers and things like that right maybe not even necessarily video game composers who make very electronic sounding music and then sometimes like when we were talking about conspiracy stuff before I'm also big into like skeptical and science stuff
2: right you know wouldn't it
1: be fun to like reach out to like the people who have like you know these popular podcasts and in those arenas but then still sort of frame it with this sort of synth wave music
3: right no totally yeah I'm I'm with you
1: yeah because I reached out to a video game composer who's worked is awesome and then like I messaged their personal account and we were just having a personal back and forth and then the last thing was like Maybe you should talk to my agent or, you know, whatever. And I took that as to be like, all right, he doesn't want to do the show. Cool. That's cool.
3: Like, I'll just step away from this. Right. Agents and agents can be tough to deal with. I'm dealing with a couple right now. And it's like, they're like, yeah, we definitely want to do the show. And and like my email was, hey, I'm glad you guys want to do the show. Here's some times when any of these work out for you. And then they'll be like, let me check with the guys. And then nothing. Yeah. And then I'll check back like uh, a month later or two months later when I'm digging through my email. I'm like, oh, yeah, let me check back in these guys. Oh, totally. We're totally up for it. We got some stuff coming up. Love to be on the show. We'll shoot you over a single. You can play on there. Then, boom. Then, communication silence for the next. So, and then you got. You do have to back off because you can burn yourself out on it, too, you know?
1: I think, though, it must work, I mean, in your favor a bit that, like, you have an actual, like, right. station. You know I mean? You've got this thing that say, like, you know, hey, I'm from fucking
3: KFAI and there's, like, a number associated with it. I would say so. I would absolutely say so. I mean, when I tell people to check out the show, I mean, I'm sending them over to a like a brick and mortar building in Minneapolis. You know what I mean? You know, people will look into KFAI. Anybody who looks into KFAI knows that people who are big on the music scene and whatnot have been through KFAI. KFA has a lot of credibility as an independent music and culture and news source. You know, we're non-commercial. So I think all that builds into the credibility of getting people on the show because, you know, this isn't, you're not listening to a top 40 station here. We're not getting paid to bring you on air. You're not getting paid to come on air. And and we're just doing it because we like your stuff and, you know, there's probably going to be some listeners that like your stuff too. And KFI is a great station and yeah, and having those call letters, people are like, all right, this is a radio station. And especially for up and coming artists, they're like, okay, this is kind of like a step towards what it's like to get interviewed by mainstream media. Maybe I should make up some numbers. It, yeah. like power, <laughs> Well, you are. Power 85. Yeah. Fucking zero on your dial. It doesn't have a dot,
1: but... <laughs> Here, let's listen to another track and and then uh, and then we'll talk a bit more about this man this is interesting stuff to me i don't know if my listeners find it so but i do <laughs> uh here's a here's a track by dream fiend off the summoner soundtrack and the summoner is a movie that just got crowdfunded uh currently in production and this track is called pest control Control by Dream Fiend from the Summoner soundtrack, starring Adam McNabb, friend of the show, and I am back with Noah Kaufman, the host of Synth Waves on KFAI, Minneapolis. So, I mean, we were talking before just about getting sort of guests and all this stuff on your show, and now you've had some big guests on your show yeah, uh, that you've chatted with. So what were, like, some of your favorite people you've had on?
3: In- I, I talked to, the, I got the guys from the system on the show, David Frank and, and Mike Murphy, and, you know, it was really interesting because, you know, everybody knows some of those popular songs by the system, like Don't Disturb This Groove or... Sing. Then you start digging into their stuff, or maybe they heard about like the Coming to America soundtrack, but then you really dig into their stuff and realize how massively huge these guys are, like Yamaha, who you know makes like the DX7 and nearly hundreds of other keyboards, called David Frank the Godfather of the electric piano, you know, or the modern-day synthesizer. So it's like, holy crap, I got you know this huge guests on the show. Mm-hmm. I'd say their interview, I, and I had them on for the whole show, and they're just talking about basically like the evolution of their career, and David Frank's talking about going to London and snorting Coke and partying all weekend when he's commissioned to go do a track with Phil Collins. And then like <laughs> at the end of that 48-hour uh, insane party um, then Phil Collins comes in and is like I'm ready to do the song yeah. <laughs> so I mean it's just like it, it really gives you context of like when you're listening to the music you can kind of smile a little bit it, I mean yes it's professionally recorded These has a professional musicians. but so I mean that was big the Stan Bush I had Stan Bush on if you've ever seen Bloodsport or Kickboxer or Transformers back in the 86 Transformers you know that whole soundtrack is done by Vince DiCola and Stan Bush it's cool you hear these little stories he talks about a story because he um, soundtracked a couple of Jean-Claude Van Damme movies so of course I asked him if he ever met Jean-Claude Van Damme mm-hmm. and people are much more familiar with who he is as opposed to Stan Bush if you ask somebody who Stan Bush is nobody knows <laughs> a few people are going to be like yeah The Touch I know that song The Touch from Transformers or Bloodsport the Bloodsport soundtrack uh, but Van Damme ask anybody who Van Dam is and they know but there's this one time that Stan Bush was playing a, a gig and uh, apparently the bouncers didn't know who Jean-Claude Van Damme was <laughs> So they're, they're like roughing him up and they're going to throw him out of the club. Nice. <laughs> and Stan Bush went over and told him who he was and told him like, hey, calm down. Let the guy, he's good. Let him in, you know. Kind of hearing the cool stories from the guys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, one of the most impactful things someone said was when I was interviewing Jan Hammer, who did the score of the first four seasons. For um, uh, Miami Vice And he talks about And I asked him about The death of Prince Because I interviewed him Like the Sunday After Prince died Right And which was massive For Minneapolis And it still is And there's gonna be ma- Huge concerts coming up And KFAI is doing A Prince fashion show And I asked him About how he felt About you know Prince dying And, he, and Jan Hammer Basically said That um, you know That R&B is great And hip hop is okay But the fact that Prince was playing Rock and roll Was just basically like mind-blowing and it's such a massive loss for for music in general and I, I think it's really true I think it's really true nowadays with music how people just seem to copy and paste the same format whatever works and put music out you know and Prince was totally not like that at all he was innovative the definition of being an innovator in music so when you record
1: these interviews then I mean how does the coordination work I mean do some of these people connect like online or like because I mean you're in a radio station right so you're right. coordinating with are they just calling you on the phone you had like fucking switchers and shit
3: yeah okay so like Jan Hammer is the only one that I pre-recorded and it was the only way I could get him on the show because he said that it was 1030 for me it would have been 1130 for him because he's in New York mm. and he said it was too late for him to stay up so I pre-recorded him in, in our news booth at KFI I went in on on a Sunday afternoon. But every other person, I basically can plug the computer in. I can have them call them via phone. So we'll do it Skype or phone. And, and they're live. Like, you know, we connect prior to the show and I talk for a couple seconds. And usually it's like, three minutes into the song leading into the interview, you know, you're going to give them the rundown that we can't swear. and We can't financially promote anybody because we're nonprofit. Then we run air. Basically it's good. And it's a fun time. And it's kind of thrilling doing it live because it's thrilling. And it's also, since I've done the web shows for KFAI, I understand how sometimes horrible it is to do so much editing on pre-recorded stuff. Cause you'll really get into editing out sounds and, fusing things <laughs> together you know what I mean that's what I do exactly it's so work intensive
1: oh it is for me the most important thing is the pace of conversation and entertainment because mm-hmm. I actually filed the show under entertainment as opposed to music so like I want things to be as funny and as entertaining as possible so right, right. sometimes I will keep in long pauses if they were there because it's funny
2: mm-hmm.
1: but then I will remove all the other ones because you know when you do when you record over Skype right like there's weird delay and people talk over each other and stuff and and so, like, I go in and I shift words around. I fucking do all sorts of things to make it so it's the way you experienced it. Because when you, when you listen to a Skype-recorded conversation after the fact... Then you can really hear like these weird delays and you know like it's a funny thing you don't
3: totally notice it while you're doing it yeah no absolutely yeah and and that takes a lot of time man Mm -hmm. and the fact that you've done like what 75 76 shows something like that yeah yeah. (laughs) it's like that's a lot of editing to do and i would have been done if if that was the case because it's just so time consuming like once you the problem is once you start editing those out on like the first minute you're like oh and then you play it back you're like well it sounds good great, it sounds seamless, there's no hesitations, there's no pauses, there's no filler words. Then you're like, shit, i got to do it to the whole thing now because oh, yeah. I want it all to sound <laughs> that good. You know what I mean? And that's how it was for the Jan Hammer interview. I, I was like, God, this is why I didn't want to do this. <laughs> I sat on the interview for like two weeks too because I was dreading editing it, and I was just like, uh, finally I, when I dug into it, it, get, it was like I had to break it up into two pieces because I was doing so much editing on it just to get every little pause and, and whatnot out. So yeah, It's, yeah, it's yeah. a lot of work, man. So Kudos to you for doing all that work and making a great show.
1: Well, speaking of kudos, let's listen to it. No, that doesn't work. <laughs> <I was gonna, laughs> Segways is not something I, I can do very well, but this is... A, <laughs> well, here's a track by French guy Dan Terminus from The Wrath of Code. This is Pegasus Pro Ultra Fusion And that was Dan Terminus with a cool tune called Pegasus Pro Ultra Fusion, and I am back with Noah Kaufman from Synth Waves on KFAI. We're having a good time. We can probably slowly start to wind this down. Absolutely, man. We, we've had a good time today.
3: No, it's, it's been really nice coming on your show, and I have a lot of respect for what you do, and uh, I think you should keep chasing the people that you want to get on because I'm going to, man. I'm, I'm kind of recharging right now. <laughs> um, I do have some fantastic interviews lined up, which is pretty cool. Do you Do you save the shows just for yourself? I don't personally, but they're all saved on the KFAI main drive so I can go access any of them anytime and I've done that in the past. I have a few on my SoundCloud. I have the Jan Hammer one on my SoundCloud and I have one I did with Palm Highway Chase. I mean, for me, it was such a, a major interview because I've been a huge fan of his music. I mean, he's one of the first I discovered mm-hmm. and I, I did an interview with him like two years ago or three years ago and... uh I uploaded that one and I have the Jan Hammer one. You can always restream the past two weeks. And one thing that's also cool, you can go back to any of the shows and look at the guests. Like, you can go back to the show where I had you on the show, and you can look at the playlist, which I'm sure has Ogre's Shore thing mm-hmm. on the playlist, that's for sure. <laughs> but you can look at the playlist for all the shows, So, and then you can always do a Google search of the playlist, and you can be like, oh, I've never heard, you know, who is, what is that Jack Wagner, Lightning Up the Night? You know, who, what exactly is it? I thought that guy was on Melrose Place. I didn't know he's a musician. And then you can Google search that, and you can be like, wow, Jack Wagner's Lightning Up the Night album is amazing know what i mean <laughs> which you won't be able to hear uh, you can always search any music you have uh, that i played but sometimes i do like yourself get a, an exclusive here and there and so you either got to catch a show or within the two week time frame and but yeah I, I think there might be a few more shows available if you download the, the kfai app the kfai app kfai app for android and um what's the other one apple apple oh yeah android and ios yeah and android and ios so yep that app is there and kfai is is right there with them so (laughs) (laughs)
1: well that's cool man yeah well it was good to talk to you
3: definitely man always good to talk to you i have a lot of respect for you man and uh for what you do on your show And I think it's a fantastic show, and I'm looking forward to seeing who you you bring on the show. I think it's really good to get creative with your guests. Um, I'm actually looking at getting a few people on the show who maybe can kind of go into some of those Bigfoot theories. Nice. So Yes, yes. Um, I, I guess I have that John Walsh skunk ape episode ingrained in my memory bank. You know what I mean? If you order Unsolved Mysteries from Netflix... It's broken up by themes. There's, like, a ghost theme. There's, like, a psychic theme. Right. You know, so I've got the ghost theme, and I was rewatching it, and that was a scary show. I no, that understand. show is
1: fucking freaky as shit. It's got the most, like, the theme song's great. Right. And I still have memories of a ghost episode, and it was the lady who, I mean, now a lot of this stuff can be explained with the fact that people just have this, um, what the fuck's the word? It's when you wake up and your body's still paralyzed from sleep. But you wake up in your sleep. Yeah. And there's a word for it. And that is basically the explanation of why people have these experiences when they they, they wake up and there's a ghostly presence that's like pushing down on them or something. And it's actually because sleep paralysis. Oh, okay, yeah. But there's a... I think there's another word, too, that... But anyway, so sleep paralysis is the thing when when you're asleep... Right. Your body doesn't wiggle around too much because if you acted out your dreams, that would be bad, right? So... Oh, yeah. In your sleep. So there's a thing called sleep paralysis that puts your limbs to sleep so you don't fucking run around punching people. And we know there's people who sleepwalk who... Right. That doesn't work for them. Right. And uh, a lot of times, a lot of ghost experiences and alien abductions and stuff have that same... There's a there's a common theme is that you're on a bed and you can't move right right and then and then some weird weird ominous force is coming for you right but uh, in this particular episode of Unsolved Mysteries which I still remember because they drew a picture of what the ghost looked like uh-huh and it was this lady who said she woke up in her bed and there was this presence this like this weird creepy old man like over her and of course his eyes were all black and they showed the fucking picture of it and then and then she followed a light to the cemetery and then there was like blood plasma drip <laughs> oh, drip. Oh, dri- From her (laughs) kitchen cabinets and stuff That's scary shit man Yeah man and as a kid Oh my god the fucking picture of the ghost man
3: Yeah it's still there It's still there with you (laughs) isn't it It's still there with you
1: and it's weird because sometimes there's things as kids where it's freaky for some people but not for others I mean because like when I grew up I mean I watched a lot of Doctor Who and it was like really low budget and creepy and strange and so there's a lot of people who whenever they saw that they'd tell me like it scared the hell out of them just because how weird and creepy it was and it didn't bug me but Unsolved Mysteries yeah that show fucking that show scared me because that theme song and fucking Robert Stack in the coat
3: yeah 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 (laughs) exactly (laughs) right I'm talking about one of the best narrators ever oh yeah man it scared the hell out of you it'll scare the hell out of you I even now I look back I was just watching it the other night I'm like holy crap this really was scary like the the theme song alone will scare the shit out of you oh yeah you know I mean and they just don't do theme songs like they used to There's an actual Bigfoot organization in Minnesota that goes out, and they'll actually take you out if you want. So maybe, who knows, maybe I'll do a show like in the field. Do it. I would, love to, I would love to hear a fucking Bigfoot show Oh my god, that would be amazing <laughs> For me that all ties in Because for me synthwave music is so far down on the list About what my show is about mm-hmm. For me more it's about like transmitting this whole era Transmitting this era of less CGI and more storytelling And, good cra- and crafting of good tunes and, yeah, and yeah, whatnot yeah. You know what I mean? Yes, well, that's, yeah. you know,
1: we're, we're on the same fucking page, man. You're
3: right, because I, I remember you were saying some stuff about, you were saying some stuff that I was thinking, I'm right on with that when you came on my show, too. Yeah, so, no, that's, yeah. yeah, that's, it's good. Well, yeah.
1: Listen, man, you say some nice things about me, so I should obviously say that it's what you do is wicked because you sort of bring legitimacy to this uh, to this genre by actually bringing it to an actual radio station, you know what I mean? Like, Because a lot of us, you know, we're doing podcasts in here and we're on the web and stuff like that, and so it's always cool to sort of see some of the guests that you have on and stuff like that and the fact that <laughs> there's people driving around fucking Minneapolis and St. Paul and they can fucking turn on their radio and they're going to hear, like, Sunglasses Kid. I mean, like
3: that's a cool it's a really cool thing that you're doing you know what i mean so right right it's uh it's it's awesome well thank you very much and that's the hope that someone tunes in and likes the music you know as much as you and i do they're like wow damn what is this you know
1: yeah for sure i actually hate the music i just do it for the chicks
3: <laughs> chicks nice. love
1: synth wave
3: and uh, <laughs> this is all a big act you got like 20 online honeys yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah.
1: anyways dude you have a lovely uh, fucking minneapolis st paul day what side are you
3: on in Minneapolis, over here, do yep. yeah, they
1: get along? It's not like one of those things where the twin cities like have a rivalry with each other.
3: No, in fact, they're they're nearly completely disconnected. Like I could go over. There's so much I do not know about St. Paul, and I could get there. I could get to St. Paul in five minutes. Mm-hmm. Just jump on the jump on the highway, boom, right there. But they're nearly disconnected. I, I'll go to parts of St. Paul I've never been to, and I'll just be like, "Wow, this is so awesome." You know, and same thing. I I just never go over there. I mean, there's a few things. There's a public zoo over there. There's a few good restaurants, and uh, you know, a couple nice public areas, lakes and whatnot. If I moved to St. Paul, it would be like moving to a whole new city for me. And it and it really is because both of them have populations between like three to four hundred thousand each. You know, I mean they're they're big cities.
1: Maybe Bigfoot's over in Saint Paul. Maybe. That's why the, the Minneapolis ones can't find him.
3: We do have coyotes and fox running around our cities.
1: Cool man. I can dig it. <laughs> if you haven't noticed, I'm also terrible at ending interviews. Hey. I've got a <laughs> I've got a few things to work on. Song segues, I'm gonna write this down. Song segues, interview technique saying goodbye. I'm like, uh, you know when uh, you know high school kids and you're in love uh-huh. and uh, they're on the phone and they, they can't hang up on each other and they do the no you hang up thing?
3: No you hang up, yeah. Yeah,
1: that's how I yeah. am on this show. Exactly. Well, anyways, dude, you you have a lovely day.
3: Yeah, likewise. You too, man. You and,
1: too. Uh, and it was good to have you on the show and we'll fucking, uh, we'll have you on again sometime, man. Absolutely. We, uh, we'll, we'll have lots of stuff to talk about.
3: I'll, I'll have you on the show sometime again soon hopefully and we'll do some uh, hell, man, we'll do some fun we'll do we'll think of something really fun and and we'll and we'll make it happen well maybe I'll go and try and find Bigfoot that's what I'm saying that's what I was kind of <laughs> hinting at like I mean, I'd hate to have you, you know, fly down here, but I think you actually, I have to drive pretty far north to get to where they're going, and and so, you know, maybe we can meet halfway. How long would it take you to drive to Minnesota? That's
1: a very good question. Although, to be
3: fair, it doesn't matter where we go, we're not going to find Bigfoot. It would be all be about the experience, man, huddling up to stay warm and yeah. wondering what's <laughs> crackling in the in the woods, yeah. you know? <laughs> Thanks again for having me on the show. I really appreciate it, man. <laughs> all right, dude. And, and keep up the great work. That's well, very
1: kind of you to say. And you you, you keep up your great work.
3: I <laughs> will try. I'll try.
1: <laughs> this is the worst goodbye.
3: <laughs> Have fun editing this one, man.
1: <laughs> and that was my conversation with Noah Kaufman from Synth Waves. That's pretty cool. I'm happy he's doing what he's doing. Putting synth waves on actual radio, which uh, makes me feel warm inside. That someone is doing the good work, and uh, that's all for the show today. So, hope you guys have a lovely weekend. My name is Andy Last. You have been listening to Beyond Synth, and I will catch you next time on Beyond. No, that sounds weird. I just <laughs> to, to say the title of the show so quickly and succession, like, You've been listening to Beyond Synth, and I'll catch you next week on Beyond Synth. I also don't like to say next week because every <laughs> the few times I ever say I'll catch you next week are the weeks that I have to miss making a show. So that's why I'm very cautious to say see you next time so that I don't look like an idiot, which is tough to do when you actually look like an idiot. Anyways, I'll catch you next week. No, fuck. <laughs> 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 I'll catch you next time. On Beyonce. Beyonce, up the,
3: house, breaking all the rules with me. I'm already fine It's a gone night Beyond the 7th on fire Retro You on the Metro This is essential We can't let you run away Beyond the we'll The film